The title of my homily this morning is Three Very Important Lessons That We Learn From the Holy Eucharist. These, of course, are not the only lessons we learn from this great sacrament that Jesus instituted 2,000 years ago at the Last Supper, but I would say they are three of the more significant lessons, especially in light of what is going on in the world right now. In today's Gospel, we have once again an excerpt from John chapter 6. Here, Jesus is giving the people that he had fed with the loaves and fishes and who had followed him the next day across the Sea of Galilee. He's giving them a very challenging teaching on the living bread from heaven that he soon would give to the world. And understandably, they're confused. But notice that Jesus doesn't back off. He doesn't water down his teaching. He doesn't soften it in any way because they don't understand it and won't say amen to it. Quite oppositely, as the people in the crowd object more and more to his words, our Lord becomes more and more forceful about the message. In today's passage, we heard, for example, the people say, in effect, who does this guy Jesus think that he is? He says that, He's the bread that's come down from heaven. What does that mean? What's that all about? We know this man's parents. They're not rich. They're not famous. They're not powerful. They're poor, ordinary people from Nazareth. Not heaven. Jesus responds by ordering them, first of all, to be quiet. And by making even more assertions about his uniqueness. He tells them, among other things... Look, I've seen the Father. You haven't. I have a unique relationship with the Father. And I have power from Him to give people life, eternal life, which is why you need me and why you need to be united to me by consuming the living bread from heaven, which is my very flesh. Obviously, to Jesus Christ, the Eucharist was serious business. But it's something that we can very easily take for granted, is it not? At least from time to time. Jesus gives us himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and we say, ah, it's just the Mass. Or worse, it's so boring. What's the big deal? I think the reason we have so much difficulty in appreciating the Eucharist is because we have difficulty as human beings appreciating the Incarnation, God becoming man. The fact is, it's really hard, extremely hard for us to understand with our finite human minds just what it meant for the Creator of the cosmos, Almighty God Himself, the Omnipotent, All-Holy One, to become man in Christ. The most meaningful analogy I ever heard is the one given by Bishop Sheen many years ago. Many of you have heard this before, but I think it is worth repeating today. Sheen wrote, Imagine that you were very much concerned about the awful state of dogs in your town. They had become wild and unruly. They barked at postmen. They bit joggers. They refused to be housebroken. In short, they were leading incredibly rotten lives. But you love dogs very much. And you were given the power to empty yourself of your humanity 
so that you could put your mind and your soul into the body of a dog. And you chose to do so. This would mean, among other things, that even though you had a mind which far transcended your organism, you would no longer be able to use your reason, you would have to follow instinct. You could no longer speak and sing, you could only bark. And worst of all, you would have to spend the rest of your lives with dogs, the rest of your life with dogs, endlessly looking for fire hydrants and trees. <laughs> and then, after you spend your entire life and all your energy trying to make these dogs better, in the end they turn on you and tear you to pieces. Sheen said, if it would be hard, and it would be hard, for us to imagine becoming a dog in order to teach dogs to be good, how much more must it have been for God to become a man, making himself a zero and being willing to suffer and die at our hands? And I would add to Bishop Sheen's words by saying, if it would be hard for us to imagine becoming a dog to help dogs to be good, how much more difficult would it be to become a dog biscuit? Hmm? How much more love would you need to have for Fido and all his friends to become their food? To become a dog would be almost unimaginable. I don't care how much you say you love dogs, it would be. But to become dog food would be, at least from my perspective, doubly unimaginable. And what's very interesting about Bishop Sheen's analogy, and what makes it even more powerful is, there is really a much smaller gap between us and dogs than there is between Almighty God and us as human beings. So how much does God love us? The answer is right there in the Eucharist, if we have the spiritual eyes to see. You know, when the priest holds up the consecrated host just before communion and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. Jesus is saying to us at that moment, Behold, this is how much I love you. I love you enough to die for you and to become your food, your spiritual nourishment. So that's the first lesson we learned from the Eucharist. We learned about the depth of God's love for us. The second lesson concerns our value as human persons. Provided we are baptized and in the state of grace and properly prepared and disposed, Jesus invites us to the sacrificial banquet of the Eucharist because we are human beings. Human beings who are created in the image and likeness of God. Human beings who have immortal souls and who hence have a dignity far beyond anything else in the material universe. Of course, you'd never know this truth about the dignity of the human person from watching ABC News lately or NBC News, or CBS News for that matter. If you watch them in recent weeks, you would think that the most special and unique and high point of God's creation was a lion named Cecil. This is sick.
my brothers and sisters. Here's how one writer, Katie Yoder, described it. I came across this a couple of days ago. She said, even after three weeks, the broadcast news shows are choosing to cover the death of one animal before the story of countless babies torn apart by a taxpayer-funded organization. In the three weeks since the release of the first video exposing Planned Parenthood on July 14th, ABC, NBC, and CBS spent 20 minutes and 21 seconds on the videos during their morning and evening news shows. In contrast, since July the 28th, the networks devoted one hour, 32 minutes, and 56 seconds to Cecil, the famed African lion shot by an American dentist. In other words, the three broadcast networks covered Cecil four times more than the trafficking of baby body parts by Planned Parenthood. That's a very sad commentary on a very sick culture. Yes, please understand, we should be good stewards of God's creation, animal creation, everything about our physical creation. We should not abuse creation, as Pope Francis reminds us in his latest encyclical. But to almost completely ignore the murder of innocent children and the selling of their body parts in order to focus four times as much on the death of a dumb animal, that is disgraceful. And by the way, that animal would have torn any one of us to pieces if he had had the chance. Well, let's be clear about it this morning. No lion, no tiger, no dog, no cat, no aardvark, or any other animal for that matter, will ever be invited to the table of the Lord here at Mass. Ever. That privilege is for human persons only. And if the people at ABC, NBC, and CBS don't like that, they can start their own church and invite all their lion friends to the first service, which will also be the last service. Yum, yum, said the lion. Which brings us finally to the third lesson we learned today from the Eucharist, which I will only mention in passing because of time. I'll focus on it more, I'm sure, in a future homily. The lesson is this, very simply. To love is to make a gift of yourself to another. To love means to make a gift of yourself to another. Now that might sound strange to some of us because we're all given the exact opposite message in our pop culture all the time, through music and other media, etc. We're given the message there that real love is about getting. And it's about using. It's about getting what we want and using other people to get what we want. Be it sex or money or power or pleasure, whatever. How different Jesus Christ was. How different Jesus is. During the meal in which our Lord instituted the Eucharist, he said, Greater love than this nobody has than to lay down his life for his friends. 
In that one line, Jesus makes it crystal clear that real love is selfless, it's self-sacrificial, and it's Eucharistic. Jesus gives himself to us in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. In other words, he gives himself to us totally and completely, out of perfect love. This is my body, which is given for you. This is my blood, which will be poured out for you, for the forgiveness of your sin. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, the crowd in John 6 was confused when you told them that you were the bread that had come down from heaven. We ask you to help us today not to be confused. Help us to understand these three lessons you teach us in and through the Holy Eucharist, the sacrament of your body and blood. Number one, that you love us with a perfect love. Number two, that we as human beings are incredibly valuable in your sight. And number three, that real love is about giving, not taking or using. And then, Lord, help us not to leave these lessons in church today, but to take them with us when we leave. And then, most importantly, to apply them to our daily lives. Amen.